Hey there! Welcome to the Rambling Gals Podcast. We are your hosts, Angela and Adriana, and here you'll find pretty much everything travel-related. We took a trip a few years ago and made a fair amount of mistakes that cost us money and messed up our plans. And since then, we've worked on perfecting travel itineraries and made it a goal to get as many people as we could out into the world exploring. So here you'll find our best travel tips and tricks, interviews with other travelers and business owners, a little bit of storytelling, and a lot of tomfoolery. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to our Saturday session. These are our episodes to talk with other entrepreneurs and travelers. And today we're going to be talking with MK from Your Day by MK, who is both an entrepreneur and a traveler. And so we just kind of became internet friends recently. And the story is basically we were stalking each other's Instagrams and Instagram stories. And every time I would watch one of her stories, I just thought, oh, you know, I feel like we could be friends with this girl in real life. And then she finally broke the silence and kind of broke the ice and sent us a direct message and said, hey, you know, we should probably be friends in real life. And I said, yeah, that makes sense. So that's kind of how we um, met in the virtual world. And now we have her on the podcast, which I'm really excited to talk to her about her business. So we're going to get into what being an entrepreneur is like and um, talk to her a little bit about her past travels. And I'm going to let MK jump in here and give it a little bit of background on her business. Hi, yeah. So I'm MK. I own my own wedding and event planning firm based out of Chicago called Your Day by MK. Um, And really, I was a political science major in college, and I graduated in 2017 when shit hit the fan and decided not to do politics ever. So I figured... Weddings are happy, so I'll just do wedding planning, um, which is kind of my funny way of saying it so that um, it gives a little bit of a lighthearted intro to my life. But really, I've always been a, you know, a logistical freak and a planner and everything and figured I might as well start my own business because I like being at the top right away, essentially. I always want to be a campaign manager, but you have to start at the bottom for that. And I'm too impatient. So my own business it was. Oh my gosh, I can totally identify with that. Not wanting to start at the bottom and just bumping your way right up to the top. Um, yeah, I'm in the same boat for that as well. And I always joke like, oh, I gave myself a promotion today to be podcast editor. So with no uh, pay upgrade. But yeah, I can totally understand that. And starting your own business has that. It's definitely a unique opportunity that you just get to be at the top right away. So we're just going to jump right on into the questions and I'll let Odd take it away. All right. First up, let's talk about your love for traveling. I know you lived in Israel for a while and did a European adventure as well. Uh, Was there anything in particular which encouraged you to do all of that? Uh, For some people, we We hear they've grown up traveling, so it's more of their parents kind of encouraged them and got them into traveling and that's where they started. But what was it for you? And was this your first trip? Um, It wasn't. It was my first solo trip. So I guess the whole, the big thing was that my parents encouraged me to do a gap year after high school. And I was super hesitant because all of my friends were going to college. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do the norm, you know, do what everyone else did. 
Um, but they continued and continued to push for it. And so they kind of suggested Israel as kind of the main hub. And so then from there, I kind of ran with it. You know, once I got on board with the idea of doing a gap year, I decided to expand on what that could mean. And so um, in the middle of that year, I guess, so like what winter break would be, I did a rough six-week backpacking trip with my cousin um, throughout Europe. And then every so often I would kind of branch off and do little mini trips um, based out of Tel Aviv, I guess. So I would say Tel Aviv was my main base. But really my parents were, you know, I was very blessed in that my parents wanted to spend money on experiences. Like that's what our priority was. We didn't spend money on material goods or anything like that. And so travel was just always a main thing that my parents kind of like instilled in my sisters and me. That sounds like an amazing experience. And yeah, like I never really even thought of a gap year. So it's so cool that your parents kind of put it, I don't know if I want to say put it in your mind, but I don't know that anyone in my immediate like circle of friends ever did a gap year and it just didn't seem like an option. So um, good for them. That's so cool that you got to go do that. That was a great experience. Oh yeah, I'm team gap year. I am team gap year. I think everyone should do it. And I was just extremely blessed that I got to travel. But even if it means just working for a year, like you learn so much more about yourself in that year instead of just, you know, going straight to like college, woo, you know, so. Oh, I would have loved to do a gap year. So that is so cool. You got to do that. Is there a reason you chose Israel? Did you have some sort of connection or did you just pick it out and decide to do it? We, okay. So the whole Israel thing is kind of funny just because we're like one big Irish Catholic family. So it doesn't make any sense, you know, when you're just looking at it on paper. Um, but my family has always been involved in this, uh, program in my hometown, a suburb of Chicago, um, called hands of peace, which is an Israeli Palestinian conflict peace program, basically. Um, ever since its inception in 2003, we've been involved as a host family. And then when I was in high school, I did the program and then I did the second year program and then kind of went and visited my friends one summer, um, while I was in high school and it's always been a big part of our lives. It's, you know, it's kind of like a leadership program and a dialogue program and really, you know, how I said my parents really prioritized experiences and different, you know, things in our lives. Like this was one of those things that we got to quote unquote travel without traveling. So, um, that kind of was the start of it. And because I was so interested in it, it was kind of how my parents almost like coerced me into this gap year idea was that, oh, well, what if you went to Israel, you know, where all of your friends are and this international thing you like? So I was like, mm, okay, fine, I guess I'll go. So obviously we're both in the planning business. You talked a little bit about how you plan weddings. Um, and obviously, obviously for us, it's more of travel planning. But I think both Adriana and I have always felt kind of like, being pulled towards like organizing things. And I even mold over like doing party planning or even wedding planning, just because both of us are real list makers and we like things nice and organized. Um, so was it always that way for you? I know you did some other event planning um, in some other cities. So if you could just talk about that for a little while and feel like it was like something that you felt you were headed towards your whole life. Right. So I mean, sometimes, like sometimes, yes, sometimes I always feel like this was where I was kind of like meant to go. And then sometimes no, right? So um, I've lived in so many different cities. I've been a nomad basically the last four or five years. Um, 
Like every summer between different years of college, I was in a different city. Like I never went home to Chicago. I always lived somewhere else. Um, like the gap year, right? Like I felt so comfortable being away. And so um, that's kind of like the sometimes no part of it. Like I always thought maybe I would just, you know, travel for forever or live in a different city and being and stationing myself in Chicago was probably the hardest part of deciding I wanted to open my own wedding planning firm was that it's so referral based and it's so, you know, in a market or in one city. Um, but then at the same time, it was, you know, it was something tangible. Like I knew, like events are very easy to conceptualize, right? You can see the end goal and then kind of work backwards with it. And so it was easy for me to decide that, like, yes, I like organizing and yes, I like delegating things and I love being in charge, I guess is the best way to put it. And so it was easy for me to look at all the different things I've done in life and been like events are one of those things that I've always liked doing. I've always liked organizing and now I could just make this, uh, you know, a job or a career of sorts. Yeah. It's amazing finding something that you're good at and being able to turn it into your career and actually be happy with the things that you do. So let's talk about working for yourself. I know there are days when you stop and think, who gave me this responsibility and why am I doing this? And there's other days where you're just so happy and you can do every, anything that you want, making your own schedule, and you're just so happy with that. How do you deal with the, those polar opposites? I cry a lot. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could say I was joking. But I think it's almost better to tell people how much you cry, right? Like, I think people just think that it's so easy and my life is so wonderful and that I have so much free time um, when that's not the case. Um, but I think, the, I mean, like, imposter syndrome is so real. I don't know how much you guys feel that, but I look at the weddings that I do and I sit there and I'm like, this is someone's like the weddings that I do sometimes are a budget of $150,000, right? And you're sitting there like, who let me be in charge of this many monies in one place? And, you know, and this is someone's, you know, most important day of their life up to this point, you know, like, why should I be in charge of that? Um, but I think what makes me realize that it's fine and, and, and that, you know, it's all okay. And I'm not crazy is, is actually stepping back and being like, well, I actually did accomplish it. It's not like this is the day before the wedding and I'm freaking out. Like, here's the wedding right in front of me and it's going okay. It will be fine. There's a moving train and it's really hard to stop a moving train anyway. So regardless, they got married and it's okay. Um, and also I, I work out and play sports a lot. So sometimes, sometimes just running really fast helps. No, that is totally true. Like there are the days where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of getting good at this. Or you think you're, you're like improving. And then there's other days where like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know why this person trusts me to do it, but it's totally true. Once you see that you can put together something and it actually works out and that you're, you are totally capable of doing this. It's kind of, yeah, you feel like you're watching somebody else do it, I guess. And yeah, that imposter syndrome is also applies to us because again, it's people are spending tons of money on, on vacations and one wrong thing. And you, you are the one that gets blamed for it if things don't go smoothly. So yeah, I think just having the pressure of doing that. And then something that I found that helps is talking to other entrepreneurs because like, 
Yeah. <laughs> just talking to your family about it, they don't, like, it doesn't have the same impact and people can't, like, commiserate with you as much. And I like how you made the point of people think you have so much free time. And that's something that I've kind of had to find a way to explain to people is like, yeah, I can make the time to do certain things, but that means I either have to get up early to do something or I have to stay up later to make up that time. So it's like the flexibility that throws people off. Right. Like I always tell people I have flexible time. Like I don't have free time. I have flexible time. No, um, like if you if you're in town and I want to get lunch with you, then like let's do it. But it's not like then I just go home and I stop work at five and I pick up my laundry and I go home and make dinner. Like I'm probably then just working until seven. Oh, and because I'm an entrepreneur, I'm working all the time. Like anytime I'm on Instagram, it's working. Like anytime I'm on Facebook, I'm working. Like all the little things in the day. Like I'm working like every day is I'm trying to look like a brand and like I have my stuff together. Like, yeah. and although it's not nine to five, nine to five, like eight hours or seven hours, nine to five, it still adds to be up that much time to be that much time or more time because you are working out, working, like you said, all the time throughout every day and on weekends. <laughs> So obviously there are a lot of amazing things about being your own boss. And the most obvious one is being able to more or less make your own schedule. But besides that, what are the things about your business that keep you motivated every day and that you love? Ooh, I think um, I have a lot of self-pride and a lot of like wanting to prove it to people that I can do this. You know, Um, I went to Notre Dame for undergrad, which is an amazing school and so many smart people come out of it. And I think there's just a lot of stigma behind what a conventional job and what being successful looks like. Um, And in the business world, being successful is, you know, a lot of finance things and a lot of conventional jobs like consulting. Um, And I think a lot of what motivates me is being a successful alternate, I guess. Um, I've always been just the unconventional person in my life. Like I still play competitive ultimate frisbee and competitive is the weirdest word to say next to ultimate frisbee. Um, But it's just so unconventional, right? But I, you know, and I, I love it. I love being that person. I love not being the frilly, you know, female in life. Um, And so I think even taking that another step and just being unconventional in my career life is just something I, I pride myself on. And I think that's, I think that motivates me a lot is showing other people that they don't have to be the conventional and still, you know, have an awesome life. Like conventional isn't everything it's chalked up to be sometimes pros and cons, you know, I think that's a really important point that you're making is that you don't have to do the conventional things. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that, you know, they're just going to go to work and get a paycheck and get a job that has healthcare benefits and has all this stuff. But Yeah, I can totally, obviously, I mean, we're both kind of doing our own thing that's not conventional. And it is really scary at times because you don't, like, you have only yourself to rely on. But I have found it's so much more satisfying to me than to just work for somebody else on, you know, their dream, I guess. And that was one of my problems when I worked at, um, at my other job of a travel agency was just that I was putting in all of this effort and all this time and 
you know, it was stressful, but it was working towards somebody, what somebody else wanted to accomplish. And I just wanted to work on something that was what I wanted to accomplish. And I would rather bust my ass doing that for myself than for somebody else, I guess. So I like that you're um, kind of not afraid of stepping outside of that. And even, you know, it is really hard if you've gone to college and everyone's going off to their, you know, fancy finance jobs or their, you know, consulting jobs and you're starting your own business and you're struggling and it, it is really tough. But yeah, I definitely commend you for uh, trying to do your own thing. It is tough. Yeah, agreed. And personally, I love Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> we used to play in high school. It wasn't competitively, but we did get very competitive. <laughs> yeah, I remember I actually accidentally hurt my coach while we were playing <laughs> a small tackle. I had actually forgotten all about that game. It is. I'm glad that you reminded me of it. <laughs> Uh, okay, we know how important it is to showcase and support women and bring some attention to women, basically just being amazing and badass in daily life. So why is it such a key component of your business? Whew, I think um, specifically in the wedding industry, it's prime. The wedding industry is just is run by women, right? Um. Not always, but there's so many women in the wedding industry. And I think people are so quick to judge the wedding industry as, you know, flaky or frilly or just like la-di-da. You know, I've gone to so many networking events where someone will make some offhanded comment about weddings and the wedding industry. And people forget that 70% of my job in the wedding industry is just running a business. And then the other 30% is doing the wedding stuff, which is wedding planning, right? Running a business is so hard and so many people in the wedding industry just own their own businesses and no one takes them seriously for being like a business owner. Um, They just kind of look at what the wedding industry is instead. And so I think it's so awesome to be able to highlight all these different women within the wedding industry. Um, And then because I have a semi-public platform of just being my own business and having social media accounts, you know, I think it's just so important then to realize that there are other women outside of the wedding industry world that are just as awesome, just as cool people that I just run into that aren't, you know, that have maybe I've crossed paths with at a wedding or just, you know, other networking events that might not be in the wedding industry, but in the creative industry. Um, if people forget that running a business is hard and that just because it's for some quote unquote frilly industry, it's not like it's something you have to work hard at you know? So it started with that. And now I'm just like, well, every woman is amazing. So let's just talk about everybody all the time. <laughs> yeah, that is, I really actually enjoy that you do that on your social media. And I don't see it from very many people. Um, because I, yeah, it's like that kind of stigma that is, you don't always see what's going on in the background of the business. And even if someone is in like one of those quote unquote, you know, frilly industries. Um, there's a lot of hard work that goes on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't get to see. So I really enjoy that about your social medias and everything. So um, keep doing that. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really important. Thank you. Yeah. It really started because I didn't have content to post right away. So I was like, okay, this is free content basically. Let's just talk about how awesome women are. 
great. Yeah, that's good storytelling. I like it. It's a great way to showcase other women in business. So um, I think that's all the questions we wanted to ask you today. Um, it was really great to talk to you a little bit more about your uh, wedding planning business. I saw on your social medias that you just opened or started a new service. Um, is that correct? And you can talk about it if you want. Yeah, it's well, it's kind of a new service, but well, this is the fun thing about being self-employed is if you want to do something, you just kind of can, right? Like I've just decided to make this decision. Um, but my favorite service to do and my most popular service is month of coordination. So basically think day of, but I actually know a lot more about what's going on. Um, so I call it month of coordination. And because, yeah, because my, the hardest decision for me about opening this business, like I mentioned before, was committing myself to being in Chicago. Um, I decided, well, do I really have to commit to being in Chicago? So I decided that I'll waive my travel fees um, up until the end of 2019 to do month of coordination in Minneapolis, Atlanta, and Washington, D.C. It's also a ploy to hang out with my best friends that live in those cities. But I will still work on the weekends while I'm there. So if you are getting married in any of those cities, let me know. That sounds like a win-win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I already had a pal reach out. So I'm like, this is great. I'll just do month of everywhere. Wonderful. Okay, MK, we'll let people know where they can find you in the online world. So if they have a wedding coming up or they have questions about anything, they know where to find you. Awesome. My Instagram is... Your Day by MK, and my website is www.yourdaybymk.com. I have other social medias, but they're really sparse because social media is super hard to keep up with. So I basically just have my life on Instagram, and I never have makeup on anything. So you really are looking at what this is. So support women in business, support women in sports, support travel women, support all women. That just changed me. I'm just gonna plug it there. Perfect. Well, yeah, we thank you so much for that. And we agree it is very hard to keep up with social media. Angela's obviously a little better than I am. If you can if you watch our um stories, she's on there quite a bit. <laughs> Every once in a while I pop in there, but yeah, thank you for telling us your story and everybody check out MK and enjoy. Thanks so much. Hopefully I meet y'all in person soon. Come to Chicago. I have extra bedroom. And don't forget, we always put some extras from each episode onto our website. So you can find this episode, our Saturday session with MK at theramblinggals.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to the Rambling Gals podcast. You can always head to our website, theramblinggals.com for more travel resources and our archive of podcast episodes. If this podcast was right up your alley, we would love to receive a review from you. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode from us. See you on the next one.